the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. Last week, we spoke with mom, activist, and natural health advocate, Yvonne Slater-Griegas, about her experience with her son, some of the basic important facts about vaccines, and not just the COVID injection. That, that We could do a whole bit on that, but childhood vaccines, and they're linked to the chronic disease epidemic in children we're seeing with this country. And and Yvonne ended with the statement that she, we want to save the children. That's where our heart is, and we need to be bold as Christians. And we we want to remember that Jesus is the one that is going to heal our land and our children. You know, we do our Bible study every morning, and just this morning we read that one of the first things Jesus did when he began his ministry is Matt, in, recorded in Matthew 4, 23, he He went throughout Galilee, teaching and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So we're going to need a lot of help from above to roll back this corrupt vaccine industry. And we also can help by doing our own research and protecting our own children from these untested drugs that they call vaccines and educate others about them and be bold in doing it as Yvonne says. So how are you today, Yvonne? Welcome to our show today again. Good morning. I'm doing great again. Thank you again for having me on your show. Um, I would like to ask that anyone listening, again, if you would like to arm yourself with information, really good information, please open a web browser, preferably not Google, um, but just start listening to the resources that we're providing so that you can really go back to the research and arm yourself for really good uh, informed medical choices in the future. And I'd like to revisit what you said regarding the link between the vaccine and chronic disease. Yes. uh, From a personal perspective and as a data analyst, if it's got a number tied to it, that's how I remember it. So in 2009, when my son was born, the CDC vaccine schedule was 38 vaccines by age six. Today, it's 74 by age six with 38 by age two. That's important. And you can look at the CDC vaccine childhood schedule, and uh, that will prove it all out. You have to know what you're looking at, though. So you have to count the MMR is three. The DTAP is three. And then don't be fooled by the bubbles. Look at the the lines per the zero, two, four, six, all the age markers. You have to be real diligent when you, when you count them because it's real subversive the way that they've set it up. And so generally speaking... Um, uh, with and then also at, at 
the 15-month mark, they're getting 13 of these doses. So generally speaking, autism is diagnosed at about 24 months, which is a decent latency period between the 15-month, 13 doses, and the two-year mark. So it makes a little makes it a little difficult to tie autism to the vaccine. But ironically, the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has very strict guidelines, which generally fit outside of the latency period, which is dismissing so many of the vaccine injury claims. So if we want to look at the link between the vaccine and the chronic diseases of today, we need to start here with this data. And your listeners, I invite you to go to the cdc.gov website and search this up, Vaccine Excipient and Media Summary. This is where you'll find the vaccines listed alphabetically by name, and it has a chart for each of the toxins in therein. So this is where you can find all the ingredients, and all you have to do is consider at age 15 months with 13 doses, having never been tested in concert, when you add up the aluminum, the marisol, so they're lying to you when they're saying there's no mercury. That is a derivative of mercury. Polysorbate 80, which is a known uh, carcinogen, causes cancer. Formaldehyde, we used in 10th grade to kill the frogs, right? MRC-5 and WI-38, those are aborted fetal cell lines. One male, one female. What's that doing? Gender dysphoria? I don't know. That's for your research. And then when you put them all into the body at the same time, can we really expect there to be zero collateral damage? All we hear from the medical field is it's not possible. And so I went, uh, I already shared a last testimony from the um, California Medical Board, so I won't revisit that. But But let's stop right there and just talk about some of these ingredients. The aborted fetal cells is a huge one, especially for Christians. And there is a big link between the vaccine industry and the abortion industry. And think about the, the idea of injecting your child with aborted fetal cells. And, and they lie to us and say, oh, these are old lines that we've used over and over that we're back in 1960. No, they are acquiring new fetal cell lines all the time. And that is why they want the laws like the... Uh, the uh, the you know the the law that says that you can't save the baby even after even if it's survived an abortion that the, the born alive protection act that's why they want that so I mean they don't want it they want to be able to harvest the cells for the new cell lines for vaccines and just the idea of 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 you know, it's, and as Summer Boger said on our show too, that's cannibalism almost. I mean, and not only that, there's medical dangers from it. There's the moral and ethical, real objections, but there's medical dangers from foreign DNA going into the body of a another human being. So uh, there's there's that, and then aluminum. That's been shown to cause neurological damage. It's a highly ter- problematic toxin. It's linked with autism. And, of course, they're not going to tell you, though, that aluminum, which is in so many of the vaccines, stores up in your body. It can accumulate it's linked, over it's time. It's linked to Alzheimer's, too, which is yeah, obviously, al- obviously not a childhood disease, but... But Again, it, aluminum builds up over time, and it has been linked to yeah, Alzheimer's. Yeah, and the body can't get rid right. of it. So right. these are really big questions to consider. And um, 
I wanted to ask. Just, I wanted to ask Yvonne, especially after uh, you mentioned this last week. But Yvonne, if we believe all the messaging from our CDC and health officials, if a person, <clears throat> excuse me, decided not to vaccinate their children, their kids would probably come down with diphtheria, polio, tetanus, <laughs> whooping cough, all kinds of deadly diseases. So. With your 14-year-old son, you, you haven't really experienced that, have you? Oh, I have been very grateful. Uh, he's never contracted any childhood disease, even though I actually got a friend's a son's pillowcase as he was going through chickenpox. I was desperately trying to get him that. But uh, he never contracted anything I attempted to try and get him because I think that my natural immunity also passed on to him. So, so the, this hype that they tell parents that, oh, you're child is going to get these deadly diseases they're not deadly diseases they are mild diseases that are experienced only maybe one or two weeks at a time and then you're over it and then you have the natural immunity for the rest of your life versus having to get a booster uh, I look at measles, just, just one data point, yeah, and Yvonne's nobody probably... Nobody dies from measles anymore. Yeah, measles deaths in the United States basically ended around the year 1963. You know what year the measles vaccine was introduced? 1969. And that's <laughs> yeah. true. I'm just using that. We don't have time to go into all these examples. But generally, that's what you find, that ironically, the vaccines for these diseases were introduced several years or more after people yes. started. Why did they stop dying from these things? Well, it's related to a lot of things we don't have time to go into, but a lot of it is our hygiene, the uh, the drinking, the quality of the drinking water. Our environment was so much more disease-ridden, and that was probably the biggest uh, reason why people were dying. Right, the infectious diseases, the death rate from infectious diseases overall went down in the early part of the 20th century and it was because there was better hygiene better uh housing there wasn't the overcrowding they started to have better sanitation and nutrition that was what ended the lar the high death rate from infectious diseases it went down by 99 percent by the late 1940s and then Vaccines weren't introduced until the, the mid-1950s with the polio vaccine. And, but the, the medical establishment took credit for it. And then they came up with all these vaccines for the mild diseases that never have killed anybody since about the 1960s. But so, I want to ask Yvonne a really practical question. So you did not vaccinate your child, uh, but... Did Were you able to find, did you find another pediatrician for your child? Because just on a real practical basis, if a mother goes in, takes her child in for well baby visits, they're going to have, the pediatrician is going to push the vaccines, right? So are there any pe pediatricians well, you found? Yeah. yeah, have you found any pediatricians that don't push the vaccines? Um, I have, and um, as many of them are being chased down, we'll just say. Uh, I won't share their names, but I will say that Public Square, the app, has lots and lots of wonderful resources, including doctors and dentists and uh, optometrists who are freedom-loving, not pushing anything, and will honor, honor your medical freedom. 
and to me that's the most important. That's really good to know. And we've had Christine Warner on our show talking about Public Square. So, yes, we refer people to Public Square, not just for lots of products. And there's it's called America's Marketplace, but healthcare providers that will not just go along with the orthodoxy that we're seeing with vaccines. So we really recommend that. And And you know personally different healthcare providers And so we can network around and find out who those are with each other as well. I want to talk a little bit. I think we should talk a little bit more about autism. We we touched on it last week, and we said that the rate of autism has gone from an estimated 1 in 10,000 to an estimated 1 in 34. So there isn't much disagreement that the rate of autism has gone up dramatically. But... The CDC and the media say that autism is not caused by vaccines. So how do they know that, Yvonne? Or do they know that, that autism <laughs> is not caused by vaccines? Uh, well, of course, if you look at the coercion, we already talked about the financial component. You know, the, filling out a VAERS report, they're not compensated for. But you look at Blue Cross Blue Shield, they actually used to, they still do give a very high incentive financially to if, if a patient, if a practice has, I think it's 60% or 65% compli- 65% compliance in the childhood vaccine um, schedule, then they get a certain bonus. I think it's four, it was $400 per patient in at a 65% compliance. That's a brand new Mercedes in those, you know, wow. those so. That's um, a huge incentive. That's a huge incentive. They're I, I, didn't, doctors, I did not know it was them. that. I did not yeah. know it was that huge. Yes, but then you know, like I said, I, I did a lot of research when I was pregnant, so I started looking at statistics then. So in 2009, the autism rate was one in 150 children, and today it's one in 36. And the schedule went from 38 vaccines to age six then, and today, 14 years later, it is 74. And so, I mean, it's just from an analytical perspective, it logically makes sense. You look at the exponential growth of autism rate versus the doubling of the vaccine um, schedule. And how can you dismiss that? Because, and, and I'm as a parent, I'm, I'm not being paid to do this. I don't want to be paid to do this. Um, this is what God has put on my heart as a mission field. And um, in it, I've been able to bring many to Christ, but um, hmm. people I never would have met otherwise. So I'm grateful for the experience, but I don't do this for glory or fame. I mean, I'm, my whole family, most of them think I'm nuts, right, for making this decision. But what I love to tell people is all this information, all these facts, all the resources, the HRSA, the VAERS, the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act compensation program. And then at the end, I say, but I know I sound like a really stupid mom who just makes these decisions just willy-nilly, you know, because <laughs> it sets the tone that I'm giving you facts. I'm giving you .gov resources. I'm not giving you crunchy mom, you know, America kind of stuff. It's, this is real data and real data that Satan has hidden in our government resources. Absolutely. And, and I want to say that they, I can network the Informed Consent Action Network subpoenaed the CDC for their data that says that autism is not caused by vaccines. They could not produce one single study. 
So they're out there saying that they know that vaccines don't cause autism when they have nothing to back that up. So that's a huge red flag. I mean, that, that they can't back it up. So and, and like you say, there's the correlation of the increase in number of vaccines versus the increase in autism. Well, and the other big data point or the, the, these evidence that autism does cause vaccines is the, the num- other way, vaccines cause autism. I'm sorry, vaccines cause autism. They, they, that the, the parents know from their experience. I mean, their child is going along normal. They're, they're growing. They're making their markers. They're developing normally. And then what? They go into the pediatrician. They get nine vaccines at once. In, I mean, if, if that was given to an adult, you would say, oh, there's a risk of a toxic reaction. And yet they do it to babies. So, And then that is when their child comes down with autism. They stop developing. They go somewhere on the autism spectrum. They're not able to communicate anymore. They don't have the motor control that they had. Other neurological changes are taking place. So there's thousands of parents, if not, I don't know what the number is, millions. But you've run into them in your experience, haven't you, Yvonne? The, the parents that know that it was the shots that caused autism. Absolutely. And it is an absolute lie that the doctors are telling. And I believe there's another component that needs to be addressed. So as a Christian, we're commanded to repent of our sin. And um, we're to be as cunning as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And if we're adhering to this principle, and we approach the issue in that truth and love. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I have I was forewarned, and I did the research I would have never otherwise done, and I would have reaped a much gloomier future for my child. So I'm certainly no one to judge any other parent. I want to make that really clear. Mm-hmm. And if I had not done the research um, and my child was damaged, I can only imagine, and hear me well, parents who made alter- you know, the choices to follow the doctor, I can only imagine how I would not want to see that connection and bear the full weight of heartbreak of my personal role and responsibility. And this is my heart. And I hope you can hear that I'm about to cry because my heart, I have such a heart for these parents. And so I think the issue is a lot deeper than what the doctor doesn't tell them and what the parent is able to hear and see. And so for any parent who's feeling a tug of conviction right now, I ask you, please repent and forgive yourself and then become armed with knowledge and get in the fight and shout the truth from everywhere you can. I've marched alongside over 1,500 medical freedom activists in San Diego County over these many years, and I know so many of these parents, and as a very close tribe, and we've held each other, comforted each other, and made a way straight, and armed with the truth, recovering hearts, and empowering each other for our children and their futures, and that's what this is really about. So I believe that many doctors are complicit in promoting the lies, and for those who merely stand on their education. They truly only receive about 30 minutes of vaccine education. Yeah, I still that's a big problem. But I still question their continuing education and how our pediatricians can't see the damage in their offices. So listen to that still small voice that says, don't do it again. Don't go. And I've heard parents, friends who've said, I went, I heard that still small voice and I ignored it and I came out and my child was changed. And that's the forgiveness part. So parents, just forgive yourself, get armed. 
and make different choices that are informed in the future. That is very good. Advice. That is so, I, I don't know. And there is this denial that people have. They don't want to look at the facts because they have this possible guilt that they might feel, so they don't want to look at it. But yet, the only way we can face reality and face truth and do something better is to actually look at what the truth really is. And yes, it's truth and love that we need to speak as Christians. But the the medical establishment has just been exploiting this for far too long, and they need to look at the, the actual facts, too. But and it's become, it it's, it's, it's become part yeah. of the, I don't want to make it sound too big a, a hindrance, but it's become part of the education establishment, like the law that you protested against years ago in California, Yvonne, where children have to be vaccinated to attend public school. And there's a, there's a lot of pressures. But <clears throat> you guys just, I haven't seen the film yet, but I think... Yvonne uh, and Kathleen, you can comment. This film, Spellers, one of the things we really like about our church, and our pastor was on a couple weeks ago from Christ Community Reformed Church, but he allows people to have a voice that otherwise don't have a voice. And you guys actually showed the film uh, Spellers, which I have to see. I haven't seen yet. But Yvonne, tell us a little bit about what what that movie talks about. Well, there are um, many different uh, modes of, of healing your children, and you really have to be in a tight-knit community to get all the different resources. And ABA therapy has been a standard in our school districts for the children with individualized education plans, IEPs, who have already been damaged by something. Um, and so many people have thought that these um, nonverbal children with autism uh, had a cognitive issue. Well, it turns out it's purely motor function. And so they're using these templates and the children who can't get the words out at least can hold a stylus and they can thrust their bodies forward and choose the letters. And just for instance, one parent, J.B. Handley, who's been such an advocate since his child was young, uh, speaking out with Jenny McCarthy on the doctor's show decades ago, um, he witnessed his own son in, in full disbelief. The seller's the uh, practitioner said, what is the opposite of omnivore? And this child has never spoken a word in his life. He's in his 20s. And he selected the letters himself. And you could see him select the letters. He said herbivore. And he spelled it perfectly. They're, they're finding every single one of these nonverbal autistics are brilliant. And they have been paying attention this whole time and have felt trapped in their bodies. And this is recovering families. So, albeit I'm grateful, I don't have a child with, who is plagued with this. But I want to shout this from the rooftops because it is so important. We need to recover our children and we need to be finding our own ways because our government is not the answer. And our doctors are not the answer. We are the answer for each other. Yes. And I saw the film too and I was amazed at some of the brilliant things that these kids that can't communicate normally have to say. Uh, and, and so, yes, this is a new therapy that has been put forward that they've discovered. But what's happening with it? The ABA that you mentioned, people that, people that support that therapy are trying to squash it. It's just like the vaccine industry 
tried to squash the other alternatives for COVID, the hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin. They tried to squash those because of the vested interests. This is just, this is really unconscionable that they won't put forward this this vaccine, I mean, this therapy for autism. They're saying it doesn't work when it absolutely does work. We saw in the film that it, it absolutely does. And J.B. Hanley wrote the book, The End of Autism, How to End the Autism Epidemic. And that's a very good book. For more information, go to his book, read How to End the autism epidemic you will find out all about it but we've got to save these children so uh yvonne what's your last words of advice for parents or for children or for anybody that has a heart to save our next generation i think most important is that just to close up the last statement i had made god does not deal in guilt or shame and remember that and just Stand on his word, and 365 times in the Bible it states, do not fear. So we are not to be of fear at all, regardless of choices you've made in the past, regardless of choices you need to make in the future. Stand on God's word. Get in the word and arm yourself with the truth. Get educated. Write notes. Go look at the information we've already presented, and and stand in your faith and Faith over fear is the most important. And just remember, this is one nation under God. This is God's nation. So shine brightly, stand boldly, and in Del Big Tree, the high wires words, be brave. I'm not going to shout, but. <laughs> that is, that yep, is wonderful. It's a good it's show, been, the high wire. That's awesome. It's a good show. Good show. It's, it's yep. been a real blessing, yep. Yvonne, to have you these last two weeks. And. Excellent encourage words. your friends. Uh, remember, these shows are all available on podcasts. So encourage your friends that miss these to, to get the podcast. But thanks a lot. To bless your neighbor, do your research, as Yvonne says. She's given you a lot of resources. And again, reiterate Children's Health Defense and ICANN Action Network also. Pray that our nation repents from its godlessness. Turn toward revival that Jesus will heal our land. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.